Hi, and welcome to another edition of the Regarding ID podcast. I'm Gina Jordan. Today, we're talking with Phone Factor CTO Steve Dispensa and Company Vice President Sarah Fender about a new survey on the role of security in the adoption of cloud computing. First, let's get a word from our sponsor. Whether you are protecting a critical infrastructure or vital information or securing a facility or border, you need to answer the same question. In the modern world of identities, how do you establish with absolute certainty that someone is who they claim to be? At CSC, we understand that the heart of identity management is the creation of trusted identities. For more information, go to csc.com slash identity management. CSC, beyond a shadow of a doubt. More companies would convert to cloud computing if they were confident in the security measures available. That's one of the findings of a survey conducted by the world's leading provider of phone-based multi-factor authentication. Phone Factor Incorporated was born in 2001, formerly known as Positive Networks. The company pioneered the Positive Pro Secure Remote Access Service, which was spun off about two years ago to enable the company to focus exclusively on its new flagship product, Phone Factor. Sarah Fender is Vice President of Marketing and Product Management. Phone Factor is a phone-based two-factor authentication system that leverages a device everyone already has and is carrying around with them, their phone, to strongly authenticate user logins and online transactions. The company boasts clients like Loomis, Navy Exchange Service Command, Metro Health Hospital, and American Foundation for the Blind. But co-founder and chief technology officer Steve Dispenza says they wanted to know more about the obstacles hindering the adoption of cloud computing, a term that has different definitions depending on who you ask. You know, in my opinion, cloud computing is more kind of a, a movement towards an architecture where applications are, are located in the cloud, where applications are located at service providers in kind of a hosted environment or a software-as-a-service environment. And specifically, kind of looking not just at the application level, but also digging down into maybe the infrastructure level when you look at companies like uh, Amazon or Salesforce or many others that are providing infrastructure components or application development platforms in addition to finished applications. I also think an interesting aspect of cloud computing is the way that the applications within the cloud are starting to interconnect more and more, uh, unlike the world as it was, you know, when, when we started in the software as a service business, you know, every app was kind of an island, but increasingly you're seeing more interoperability and, uh, and kind of cross-pollination of cloud-based applications going forward. Preventing unauthorized access to data was the greatest cloud computing security concern of those surveyed. So would a cloud service like Amazon Web Services do well to use Phone Factor to make their product more secure? Anytime you've got infrastructure components that are exposed to the world, as Amazon Web, Ser- Web Services is, you run the risk of an authentication issue. And you know, today I know Amazon is using digital certificates, which are certainly better than nothing but they still carry with them a large number of authentication security issues um, from both including things like usability, but more importantly, things like security weaknesses that are associated with certificates that we really think out-of-band authentication addresses. We found in the, the survey results, companies really echoed that perspective on kind of a, a weakness today in terms of user authentication to cloud applications and the need to add multi-factor authentication to, to address that. 
Phone Factor surveyed more than 300 information technology professionals from a wide variety of industries. They were questioned about their organization's current and planned use of cloud computing, the perceived benefits of making the change, and what's holding them back. Fender says the results show a big interest in cloud computing because of the cost and scalability, with an equally strong fear about whether security in the cloud would be adequate. The interest is definitely there, but 42% of respondents said that, yeah, security had really stopped them, prevented them from adopting cloud computing. And we heard that echoed in the user comments that we collected toward the end of the survey as well. Well, security is clearly the number one concern in the cloud computing space. We asked what uh, the top three security measures respondents thought were critical to securing the cloud. So what does it mean to add security to the cloud? And encryption was number one. But right behind it at 81% was multi-factor authentication. And I think that speaks loudly to the issues that uh, CIOs and IT administrators are seeing today. A lot of people are in regulated environments that literally require the use of multi-factor authentication. So a cloud-based application that doesn't offer multi-factor is just off the table. But even if you're not in an environment where you have an explicit regulation to use multi-factor authentication, clearly the industry best practice today is to use multi-factor for any kind of remote access. As for what can be done to increase confidence in cloud computing, third on the list was intrusion prevention, everything from hacking to malware to viruses. Things like, you know, keeping cloud services clean, not only of traditional viruses, but also of things like cross-site scripting and SQL injection attacks that seem to haunt so many web-based cloud services providers and are such a big deal in the web space. So it goes beyond the traditional put up a firewall and run a virus scanner kind of argument. You really have to trust your cloud services provider to, to take a couple of extra steps beyond that. The leading cloud services did not get glowing reviews for security. Google Apps, Amazon Web Services, and Salesforce were rated only moderately secure or worse by three-quarters of respondents. Dispensa says that speaks to the rapidly evolving nature of the industry. We're still relatively early on in this process. And I just think security is something that takes a lot of time and a lot of thought to get right. And, you know, we're in a world where there's obviously a lot of rush to get product to market, and it's just a very new and exciting time right now in in the space. So, you know, it's not altogether stunning that, that there have been some security issues that have popped up. But security has to be a number one priority right next to functionality for these cloud providers. In fact, I would say that A cloud application that works other than for security doesn't work. While the survey showed there is fear of the unknown with this young concept, Dispensa points out there are known problems to fear as well. You know, we're in a world where we have, uh, you know, software like Zeus out there, which is explicitly designed to look at websites and steal people's passwords as they're logging in. So, for example, you were logging into your cloud services application, a piece of malware could sit there and grab your password as you're typing it in off your keyboard. And that's not an unknown. That's not a theoretical attack. That attack is costing online banking providers, for example, just millions of dollars a year in losses. Fender doesn't think the results of the survey will change much about the way Phone Factor does business. She says their phone-based authentication platform is inherently well-suited for cloud applications, unlike some of the traditional multi-factor solutions out there, such as security tokens. Not only is cloud computing you know, sort of maturing and evolving, but so are these other supporting technologies like authentication. 
So, you know, the idea that a cloud service provider is going to be deploying tokens to end users and other organizations is just it's just not practical. And so phone-based authentication that leverages an existing device with automated enrollment and very, very little support and, and maintenance effort, it really is well suited for cloud applications. Google Apps is now offering security to their cloud computing customers, adding an SMS one-time password service. Instead of calling them competitors, Dispensa thinks it's a great move on Google's part that has done a lot to raise interest in the concept. We think phone authentication is really going to be the dominant authentication technology going forward. So we're happy to see Google embracing it. It's probably worth pointing out that, first of all, it really is just Google's own internal applications. They're not really kind of making this available as a service. So from that perspective, they don't compete with us. But beyond that, it's a great solution, but it's a limited solution. For example, Google's offering doesn't really have any way to address transaction verification where you're confirming like wire transfers or something like that. Google's application is purely in-band, which means it's still susceptible to those pieces of malware, and specifically Zeus, but there, there are plenty of others, that can capture the OTP as it's being entered uh, into the keyboard. On the flip side, Phone Factor, of course, does the entire thing out of band so that there's no chance of a piece of malware getting the authentication. Finally, and I think very importantly, enterprises are shifting towards cloud computing applications, but the shift will take time. It will take years. And, and you know, there's no support. There's, there's not really even a pathway for Google to start providing that kind of service to on-premise applications that aren't, aren't Google apps. Phone Factor offers a two- or three-step authentication system for cloud computing sites. The first two factors use a password and a phone. The third factor takes a biometric voice print. You would type your username and your password, then your phone would ring, and you would hear, hi, this is Phone Factor, please speak your passphrase. And then you would speak your passphrase to the end of the phone, and the system not only would validate that you said the right thing, but would make sure that it was actually you and not the person down the hall saying your passphrase by identifying, I think it's 28 different characteristics of your voice, it can provide an incredibly specific match that you are who you say you are. That probably sounds better than using, say, an eyeball for authentication, not just because of how that method has been portrayed in horror movies. Dispensa says the hardware that it takes to do a retinal scan or an iris scan is expensive and finicky. Most people have never seen one of these pieces of hardware before. So imagine a cloud services provider mailing out a bunch of retinal scanners, you know, plug it into your USB port and look at it, you know, I just, it's a non-starter. But voice biometrics is better specifically because it's something that you can deploy immediately to an arbitrarily large user base because we, again, we already have that out-of-band phone connection going, so we have a channel to sample their voice right there. Steve Dispensa is the co-founder and CTO of Phone Factor. Sarah Fender is the company's vice president of marketing and product management. For more information about the company or the survey, visit phonefactor.com. Thank you for joining us for this edition of the Regarding ID podcast.